You are listening to Motivating from the Six, episode 74. Your most common excuses? Oh, we killing them today. And this is part two. Let's go! podcast that is intended to change your life. It's intended to motivate you. It's intended to inspire you. It's intended to have you stand up in your circumstances, no matter where you are, and demand change for the better. I am your co-host for this episode, Jeff Martin of JeffADMartin.com, and I'm with my man, Jeff Smith. Smitty, what's going on, my man? What it up, what up, what up? We in the building. All right, let's do this, baby. So we're continuing off from last week's episode in terms of excuses, the excuses that we come up uh, for ourselves, to ourselves, so we can stop pursuing the things that we should have for ourselves. So we went through one through nine, and we're going to continue off with number 10. Number 10 is the excuse that we use for ourselves is that we are not strong enough. I am not strong enough. So I'm not going to continue doing whatever it is I want to do because I'm simply not strong enough. We don't know we don't know how strong we are until we actually get underneath the bench. Um, I say that out of experience from I remember being a junior in high school and my buddy was a football player, I was a soccer player. Uh, yes, this chocolate brother does play soccer. Um, and uh, my buddy was like, he said, get up. He was like, bro, put this up. And it was, it was like maybe 190. And I was like, I can't bench that. I have done bench press before, but I wasn't a gym rat like that. I, I didn't know how to lift weights and stuff. I ran. I just knew I had strong legs. I, do, I did that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, he was like, bro, you can do this. I, like, you're strong enough. And I looked at him and I said, bro, you play football. You eat weights. That's not what I do. <laughs> and he he said, nah, he said, get underneath, bro. I got you. I'll spot you just in case. I said, all right, man. I said, don't let this fall on my head. And he, he said, nah, man, I got you. And he, he put me underneath. He said, ready? He said, lift it up. I lifted it. It felt good coming up, came down, and I knocked out like eight of them boys with ease. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I can do that until somebody came across and was like, no, you can do that. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we can do until we have somebody that pushes us in that position and say, I, you can do this. We'll do this together. So you have to honestly ask yourself, number one, am I saying this because I don't have the, I don't have the capacity or is it because I don't have the right community? Mm. Because sometimes the reason why we think that way is because we don't have the right community that surrounds us that can push us and say, you know what? I think you can because sometimes we don't see stuff in us but other people can't that's what a coach is for Mm. coaches see something in players that they don't see i thought in my mind i was a scorer in soccer you have your scores you have your midfielders and you have your defense until i got around somebody who knew soccer who had a great knowledge of soccer he said nah man he was like you can score but you're a phenomenal defender you just don't see it yet before I knew it, we're in All-Stars. I got MVP for being the best defender in the league. Not because I knew it, but because somebody else knew it because they had seen it and they had the education with it. So somebody that says, I'm not strong enough, cool. In your mind, you may not strong enough, Mm -hmm. but you have capability. You just may need to be around people who see something greater in you that sees a potential to cultivate that. Mm, love that love that hey jeff listen man the excuse i am not strong enough i think it's a great excuse i'm not strong enough. it's a fabulous excuse but you know what you know what though you know who wasn't strong enough that 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 person who was a slave an ancestor they weren't strong, they weren't strong enough but guess what they had to keep going you know who wasn't strong enough that single mother your mother, potentially, whoever's listening, the listener here, your mother, who potentially could have gone another way, being a single mother and having no one around, she wasn't strong enough, but she kept going. That person who lost their job, the person who lost their house, that person wasn't strong enough, but they kept going. So we want to use the excuse of not being strong enough. There's examples out there. 
within your own family of people who could have given up that excuse of not being strong enough, fabulous excuse. They could have given up, but they didn't. So if you believe in your circumstance, I'm not here to belittle anyone's circumstance, but if you believe in your circumstance that you are not strong enough, just take a look at maybe your mother, your father, grandparents, people around you, people in your community, people from your demographic. There's people out there who weren't strong enough, but they never had a choice. They couldn't give up. They could not give up. And so that's something that we all have to remember when you believe that you're not strong enough. That person who's fighting cancer right now, they are not strong enough. But because they have children, because they're leaving the people behind if they decide to give up, they have to be strong enough to fight it. Man, talk that. So that's, we need to remember that. Have yeah, to remember that. You, you, you have to look at the people who are dependent on you, man. Like when, and sometimes like we, we can be so selfish that we don't even know that we have younger, like you may not have younger siblings, but what if you have younger cousins who are looking up to you? Right. Inky Johnson said, because he changed the demographic of him going to college, he said that's trickled down to his two or three cousins who now are, they graduated high school, graduated college and are serving in the military right now. But everybody in his household were in and out of jail. Mm. But what if he decided to go down the same cycle that then his cousins would be there mm. in the same position? Not even his siblings, his cousins. So when we, we have to get out of this selfish mentality that it's all about me. It's yeah. not about you. You're not here on this earth for you. I'm sorry. As right. much as people want to say, do you? Now, I I'm a big believer in self-care and self-help. But at the same time, you're not here for yourself. You're here to impact others. And, really and I, once we can get out of that mindset, me being strong isn't even an option. Like, you were, option. You, yeah, you were created to be phenomenal. So whatever is on, on your shoulders... Your shoulders are broad and wide enough and strong enough to carry whatever it is and just know that you don't have to carry it by yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It Absolutely. goes back to the community. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And so let's segue right into the next one. Number 11, I am not smart enough. The last one we just talked about is I'm not strong enough. But another excuse that people use is I am not smart enough. And you just touched on something that jogged my memory. Um, a story that I often tell when I go out to speak, especially school kids, the high school kids and colleges. When I was in school, I had a guidance counselor who believed I wasn't smart enough. And so through a conversation of, of trying to figure out where I wanted to go with my life, he sat me down and you know, looked at me in my eyes and said, Jeff, I don't think you're smart enough to go to college. You're not smart enough to go to university. You're not smart enough to achieve at anything. And the sad thing is for a, a brief moment, I actually believed it because I was a child looking for direction. And he was an adult who was a guidance counselor. His job is to guide people. And so for a brief moment, I actually believed the words he said. However, I was able to pull myself through and actually go on and graduate actually three times. But you just talked about Inky Johnson in terms of you know the fact that he was able to establish something, it trickled down. You know, when I graduated, it was a number of years ago, my, my oldest son who's nine was, about three at the time. And my son saw me graduate. One of the last mm. times I graduated, my son saw me walk across that stage. He saw me have that, that the hat on and the gown. He saw me grab my, my degree. My son saw me graduate and every single time, he's nine now, and that happened when he was about three. Every single time we drive by that building, he looks over and says, Daddy, look, this is where you graduated from. This is where yeah. you graduated. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, son. And he says, because you graduated, I can graduate too. And so because of that, I, I, I know that the impact that I have on him, and see, this is a big deal to me because I come from a long line of people who never had an opportunity to graduate. Right. My parents have come from rural Jamaica. They never had an opportunity to graduate. My grandparents didn't graduate. My great-grandparents didn't graduate. And because I graduated and my son saw me graduate and now he knows he can graduate, I have single-handedly changed the trajectory of my bloodline. Yeah. Because my son saw me graduate. Yeah. So, again, we're talking about you are not smart enough, but you Man. are smart enough. And you're smart enough because 
when you achieve at something, there are people who are watching you who will learn, not what might, who will learn from what you achieve. And they're going to climb on your shoulders and stand taller because you fought through what you had to fight through to achieve. Absolutely, man. I can definitely tell you that was probably the number one struggle for me was I wasn't smart enough. Like, I almost thought I wasn't smart enough to graduate high school, um, let alone run a family and things like that. And so um, even still now, every once in a while, I'll literally say, am I intelligent enough to, to operate in this capacity? And so, you know, when I think I was about second, it was like, it was like either first or second grade, I was diagnosed with having ADD, right? And so when somebody puts a label on you who is educated and, and well-versed and, and all of that stuff in, you know, being a doctor, a doctor tells you in the first, second grade, you're ADD. So clearly off top, I'm already like, oh yeah, I have an attention deficit disorder. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I, I can't pay attention. I have a deficit. I have a disorder. So I'm already, I'm putting that on my, on my life so it carried on so long, but the greatest thing that I had was two parents who constantly was like, you're not dumb, you're not stupid, you're smart, you're wise, you're intelligent, and constantly like pouring into me mm-hmm. that it helped me say, okay, maybe I'm not that stupid, maybe I'm not that dumb, and it, it went from me being I'm stupid to maybe I'm not, maybe I can, to... And then when I got competitive and when I started seeing that I had wisdom on a, on a soccer field or on a baseball field, I said, you know, if I can apply it here, I definitely can apply it in the classroom. Mm. Maybe it, it, I, I'm not, it, it's not that I'm not smart. It just means that I have, I have to work harder than the next person. Mm. But it doesn't mean that I'm not smart. And sometimes we just have to readjust and say, well, it's not that I'm not smart. It's just I have to work harder than the next person. Because I'm, I'm, I guarantee you, whatever I'm an expert at, I'm better than the person who's an expert at math. Yes. I had to, I had to find out what was my strong suit in school. My, I loved history. I loved history. I hated math. Mm. Absolutely hated math. <laughs> like, if math was a person, we were going to fight every day. <laughs> and, but I had to find something in math. And, and one of my buddies, when I was in school, I told him, I said, bro, I hate math. I don't know if I'm a pastor. He said, listen. He said, in life, we understand that there, we have to go through A, B, C, and D to get to Z, right? I said, yeah. He said, in math, you have to do the problem to get to the answer. He yeah. said, listen, in math, use math as a strategic plan on how you're going to operate in your life. That's how you're going to pass math. He yeah. said, just look at math as you look at life. Yes. And that helped me. Now, granted, I'm still not the greatest at math. But it helped me to find something that is that I can apply to my life. I said, okay, I can't cheat. I can't just get on the calculator and cheat. Because if I do that, because I'm not a cheater. Mm. So I'm like, I'm not a cheater. I can't cheat in this either. I have to go through this process. If I get, I'm, I'm shooting for A, but if I get a C, I'll be fine. Right. And I ended up getting like C pluses and Bs in math. All because I said, okay, I just have to go through this process. Mm. As I did that, we have to come to a place in our heart and in our mind and saying, you know, I'm, I may not be the smartest in this area, but I am smart somewhere. And what, like, I'm not created to be smart in everything. I'm, right. I'm not an electrician. I'm, right. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a mechanic. Right. <laughs> you know, and I'm okay with that. I work hard to pay the person who's an expert at that. I'm right. not an expert at everything. But you get me on a stage and talk about preaching the gospel, motivating somebody. Oh, you you talking to the right person. Absolutely. I I know I'm going to butcher this, but I got to get it out because at least it uh, it ties into what we're saying here. There's a quote, and again, I'm going to butcher it, but it talks about the fact that if you judge a fish um, when you put him on land, he's going to fail every time. And again, I know I just butchered that, but the whole idea is is that you're great at swimming, right? And, you know... A fish is fabulous at swimming. Number one at swimming, but you put a you put that same fish on land, he's gonna fail. 
right? So if you judge people within the in the the, the areas that they're good at, then they're going to be successful. So if you look at yourself and you say, I'm not smart, well, what is it that you are considering yourself being not smart at? Because wow. if you talked about Jeff, you might be good at math, but maybe not so good at spelling. So if you're good at opening a business, then that's your area. And you may not be good at creating the content, but you hire someone to do that, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. The perfect, perfect, the perfect person to think of, Steve Jobs. Yes. Steve Jobs didn't even create. What what is what we look at today? It was his friend who sold it, by the way, by with five hundred dollars. Yeah. But Steve Jobs knew he had the gift of gab and he had the drive mm -hmm. that his friend who created Apple didn't have. Right. So and now, oh not now, but before he surrounded himself around people who were experts at creating and building and shaping and molding and modeling. I can't do that but I have the vision for it and they'll create it and I'll just push it and yeah. I'll just be the face of it. And that per Eric Thomas, same thing. CJ is a whiz at marketing. He's a whiz at that. He's not a, he's not a whiz at that. He's a whiz at motivating and empowering you and taking you to the next level. Mm -hmm. CJ can do that. Cause I've heard him. CJ's a beast at that, mm -hmm. but CJ knows I'm a beast at marketing. I'm a beast at, um, doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. He's he had the number one um, uh, mentoring program at Michigan State. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know that. Right. He's a phenomenal mentor. Mm -hmm. Good speaker, but he's a phenomenal mentor. Right. Right. So you may not be smart in every area, but you're not created to be smart in ten different areas. You're created for one specific thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to add content to that, for those of you who don't know, Eric Thomas, who is an amazing motivational speaker and one of his, his co-workers, CJ, is uh, phenomenal, as Jeff just talked about in terms of marketing. So although CJ is a great speaker himself, the two of them together uh, have created um, a ETA, which is a, a, a business that speaks to mentors, and so CJ is a, a beat behind the scenes. You might see a lot of videos from Eric Thomas, he, he's the hip hop preacher, but behind the scenes, putting things together, CJ is just—he's just a beast. So oh yeah, that makes so much sense. All right, so excuse number twelve, something that we often use, is that we are too old or we we are too young. And while we're speaking here, I just quickly Google because I want to get some answers, uh, some ages um, to the people I'm going to speak about right now. So for someone who says they're too old to start something, Samuel Jackson was about 43 years old when he got to his first main lead role. Stan Lee, who is the creator of the Marvel Universe, who I'm just, man, I, I love the Marvel Universe, Spider-Man and Avengers and X-Men and all of that. He was nearly 40 years old before he really started to uh, create things he was, he was trying to create. Uh, Vera Wang, who was an Olympian, and then now she's a huge designer. 40 years old is when she created her designs. Um, and the list goes on and on. Uh, Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. We all know KFC all around. <laughs> you know, we've all had a piece of chicken. He was, I believe, about 62 years old before yep. his recipe and business took off. So you want to say you're too old? You want to say you're too old to create? There are a list of people every single day who are creating, and you may not necessarily know their names, like I just talked about these people, but there's people who are out there doing phenomenal things, and they are young, and they are old, but they're making it happen. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is, uh, the young people will have visions, and the older people will have dreams. And the reality is, is like when you're young, you're supposed to have vision, when you're older, you have dreams. See, the, the difference between a vision and a dream, a dream is nothing but something that you're like, okay, I've accomplished all of these things. Now my dream is to have a legacy left behind because I know my time is coming. So what I need to just have now my dream is just a stamp of approval now. The vision is what's the future. Like you're looking at the future, most young people and even and older people can still have vision. You can still have big dreams and goals and aspirations for your life. My mom and dad now are readjusting their lives because their entire life was based off of, okay, we have to make sacrifices for our sons. All three of their sons are out now. 
Mm. We're all out the house. And now they're like, okay, now our dream now and our vision is to create this business. My mom has been at the same job for 32 years. She has, I think, another three years left that she can retire, or two and a half years that she can retire. She's already working on her nonprofit right now. Wow. My mom is 55 years old. And she's she's and her her nonprofit is like when the first, when she can catch momentum, it's gonna be a problem. Okay, wow. It's gonna be a problem. Wow. My mom last year at 54 got her real estate license. Wow. Cause she in her mind now is like, I can do whatever I want to now. Mm-hmm. Like, all my sons are gone and doing their thing. Right. Now I can really just focus on me and my husband and setting a legacy for my grandkids now. See, most people, their vision is so small. The problem is our dreams and our goals when we were younger were too small. It's right. get a job, retire, and just do it and just sit out the house. You just want to sit out. That's how people die fast. Mm-hmm. They die fast. My people perish for lack of knowledge. You yeah. don't have enough knowledge to get you to the next level. So when you're already 40, 50, 60 years old, your only goal and dream is to just chill and do nothing. You right. weren't created to nothing right like uh first timothy literally tells the young people don't let anybody talk down to you because of your youth right yeah yeah just because you're young doesn't mean that you don't have wisdom king solomon was young absolutely and people he would they say he's the wisest man in the land you have knowledge that other people don't have mm-hmm. so whether you're older or whether you're young the reality is the younger need the older just as much as the younger need the, the, the vice versa. The older need the younger. See, the younger, they need the wisdom to get over the humps and the battles. The, the, or the younger need the older for the wisdom to fight the battle. The older need the younger so they can give them the wisdom so they can be the horse that gets to that next level. Right. See, when, once you get older, you can't move like you used to. But yeah. the great thing is, is that you can mentor somebody young and watch them grow what you knew you probably should have grown, but you know what? I can see them doing it. So I can pour into them and watch them be the stallion that they were created to be. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we need both to say, you know what? I may be young, but they're older and they have the resources and the wisdom. I'm going to have my own hiccups, mm-hmm. but I can avoid, I can avoid disaster if I just get around them. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. Precisely. Well said. Well said. Well said. All right. So we're going to put that one to bed, man. Y'all got to stop saying that excuse because there is no reason for us to look at ourselves and say we are too old. We are too young. You are at the right time and the right place to create what you are meant to create. Go out there and start creating. All right. Number 13. An excuse that people use. The rules won't let me. I cannot achieve certain goals because the rules won't let me. Wow. You know, this is something I often hear in regards to race, in regards to demographic, that I can't achieve at certain things because the rules will not let me, because certain stigmas that are put in place because of my race, they won't allow, uh, you know, a person of color to do this, they won't allow a woman to do that. And, you know, I, I'm not saying that in life, you know, life is fair. I'm not saying life is fair, because life is definitely not fair. There's a lot of people who do have privilege and they use it to their advantage. However, you know, I've talked about in the last episode, we talked about Oprah and the things she was able to achieve. And Oprah is a black woman. So she has two uh, stigmas against her, as some people would put it. And she's been able to achieve. And people might say, well, you know, that's just one person. And I use Oprah because she's so well known. However, I can give a list of people who don't know who don't live in your neighborhood, who aren't aren't in your city, but they're doing amazing and wonderful and successful things. And so you have to understand that even if one person has achieved, who looks like you, who speaks like you, who's from your neighborhood, who's from your demographic or similar uh, circumstance, then you can achieve as well. So you may believe that the the rules out there are against you. You may want to believe that the rules will allow you to do it, but you have to cut and create your own path. Absolutely. Um, I would definitely say too, if we want to talk about rules, 
60 years ago, we weren't even supposed to be in the same restaurants. Very true. But if Rosa Parks wasn't going to, if she would have said, you know what, I'm going to just stick to the rules, where would we be at today? Mm -hmm. When Martin Luther King was marching 60 years ago, what that was against the rules. Yes. What would we, where would we be at today in society if every time we've seen a rule and we know, so sometimes we got to remember, like, not every rule is, um, what's the word I'm looking for, is not uh, morally right. Because let, let's, like, let's be honest, like, slavery was a rule. Yes, it was. That was a rule. Yes. Yeah, like, you have to challenge yourself and say, is it really the, the, the rule that's holding me back, or is it me? Because, like, reality is sometimes, like, there's a lot of rules. We look at rules all the time, and, and a lot we, we don't abide by every rule all the time. We're not supposed to be speeding. It's a 45 zone. You're doing 60. Right. Because you're trying to rush to get to where you need to get to. It's wrong. It's very it's wrong because you, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. But we're talking about your dream at, at hand here. Mm -hmm. And what are you willing to fight for in this dream? Yeah. Let's be honest. Not too long ago, women couldn't vote. Right. Not that long ago. Women couldn't vote. Is that right? Mm -hmm. How strong and passionate are you about what you feel is right. It's about what is right. It has nothing to do with the rule. It's about what is right. And if you feel like it is right for you to get into those doors and to break those barriers and to go to the next level, challenge the rule. Rules are meant to be challenged sometimes. Mm -hmm. You may have to challenge those rules. Like, do your research and say, listen, like, why did we come up with this rule in the first place? Mm -hmm. So before we start talking about our goals and our visions, it goes back to put in the time to research and say, okay, I want to accomplish this goal, but there's certain rules that won't allow me to get there. So this law is saying that I can't. Why can't I? What is this out of protection or is this out of trying to uh, control? Mm -hmm. If it's out of control, let me try to break this barrier down so we can go to the next level as a society and to be greater. Absolutely. Let's fight for it. You need to fight. Like sometimes, like don't don't just sit in the back with your hand down. When in reality, your teacher's telling you something, and you know it's not right. Well, wait, wait, wait! Time out, teacher. That's not true. Mm -hmm. And you need to learn how to fight past certain rules and say, you know what, this is not right. We need to get better at this, and I'm gonna fight for my goal and my dream. Love Martin it. Luther King, I have a dream. Right. <laughs> like you get past it. Get like get past how you feel and the fear that people are gonna be against you. Sometimes you just gotta blow past it. Blow past, blow right on past it. Blow right yeah. past it. Absolutely. All right, number fourteen. Another excuse that people have for themselves is that it's too big. It's too big. I'm trying to achieve this this certain thing, but you know what? It's too big. I can't achieve it. If it's too big, then your thinking is too small. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how can something be too big, but you thought about it? Right. Like, that, that's so crazy to me that you can have a dream so big, but then your thinking is so small. Mm -hmm. Like, if the dream, like, that's like saying I have a gallon of milk and, but I, and I have another and I have a gallon cup. And you're like, but that's too big. What do you mean? They're the same size. <laughs> right. You have the two, you, okay, now you have a, Get to your capacity. I get it. Sometimes it looks too big, but the only way to scale a mountain is one step at a time. Yeah. Like the mountain is bigger than you, but you can scale it. Mm -hmm. You just have to take it one step at a time. Nobody said you can't. You can't jump it. But it's going to be a process. Fall in love with the process of Absolutely. getting to the top. Yeah. Like you have to go one step at a time. I, we didn't come out the womb running. No. The process of us growing and eating and, and changing and, our, and our, our body shaping and molding, your bones, how to get be constructed. You don't just walk off top. That's why when a baby is little, they say try not to get them to try to walk 
too early because then they'll have a bend in their knees because their bones are still being constructed. Mm-hmm. Your life is being constructed. Right. Just Absolutely. fall in love with the construction process. Absolutely. Once you get to that place, you'll eventually get to the place. He's like, this building is actually built. Mm-hmm. I have walls. I have windows. I have a ceiling. I have a fan. Wow. There's paint on the walls. It takes time. Mm-hmm. You have to be okay with, like we said before, oh, it's going to, like, I think the too big kind of coincides with it's going to take too much time. Yes. Like, they coincide with each other. And we have to look at it saying, I'm okay with me taking my time because greatness takes time. Absolutely. And you really, you got to dream big. You Absolutely. Dream big. So when the excuse is it's too big, I don't think that's an excuse at all. You have to dream big. So if, yeah. you have, if you have something you want to achieve and it's huge and it's big and you got to dream it first, you got to see it. So the fact that you look at something and it's big, that's actually a good thing. Yeah. That's actually a good Serena, thing. Say, Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to dream big. And as they say, if you aim for the moon, everything's cool if you don't get there because at least you land on the stars. Yeah. So you aim big and even if you don't get to that big spot, if you land somewhere just below it, you are further along than if you were thinking small. So you have to think big. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fabulous. Number 15, I don't have the energy. An excuse that people often use is that I don't have the energy. I think that's a lame excuse, if you ask me. That's that's a super weak excuse. (laughs) Is is that even worth breaking down? (laughs) uh, The only thing the only thing I can say to that is, is is you make time and energy for what you love. And I use my wife as an example. I, I'll tell her, like, hey, we need to get up at this time to make sure the kids are awake. Blah, blah, blah. My wife be like, oh, man, I'm tired. But let me wake her up at 3 a.m. And, and just randomly say, hey, babe, come on, let's get up and let's go fishing. When I tell you, there ain't going to be no makeup on. Her hair going to be in a <laughs> Or brush her teeth, and we will be in that car in the next 15 minutes on our way to go fishing. You hear me? And so you have to ask yourself, is it really the energy or is it really that? Because you can say, oh, I really love to do this. No, you like doing that. You don't right. love doing it. Right. It's the difference between a love and a like. Right. So if you're saying, I don't have the energy, no, you don't have the love. Right. You don't have the drive and the passion for it. Because you like, I remember I, I heard one, thing and it was on uh it was on uh uh beyonce beyonce was making one of her albums and she said while she was making the album she forgot that she had she hadn't slept in three days wow how are you so much in a zone that you don't get tired wow i'm sorry like that my, my I, in my mind i'm like that's crazy because i get sleepy right she said but i was so passionate in a zone she said so much time that went past that fast that I didn't even realize three days had gone by and my body was like, okay, it's time to shut down. Right. You have to be so laser focused to say like, I'm willing to deposit so much time and energy into this that I, the excuse of what you mean you too tired? Mm-hmm. No, you're not too tired. You're too lazy. Yeah. You, yeah. You're, you're too privileged. You have a safety net. Yeah. You're better than safety net. Putting that word. That's one of the most frustrating things in the world is like, I'm too tired. I don't have enough energy. You got it. Make, I, I want to go off every time I hear that. Yeah, absolutely. I just like, no, you just need to find what you're passionate about. You're not passionate about that. Yeah. Every, a hobby. Make that a hobby. Right. Because every time you feel you don't have enough energy, there's someone out there who's crushing it. In your yep. circumstance, if not worse, they're out there crushing it. Absolutely. Fabulous. All right. Number 16. It is not my, it's not in my personal family history. So an excuse that people often use is, why don't you achieve that? It is not in my personal family history. I would tell that, I would literally tell that person, then find somebody in their family where they've achieved it. Find somebody that you know, or that you can get in around that's achieved it. In my family, I've never met anybody that is 100% an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Everybody in my family all has regular jobs, 
They don't, you know, nobody owns their, they have, they may have like properties, things like that. They may have like little side hustles in here and there, but nobody in my family has been 100% all in entrepreneur, 100% business owner. So I said, I have to get around people who are 100% CEOs, entrepreneurs, VP. I got to be around the big dogs so I can see it myself and see how they structurally did this. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know what it looks like. Like, we need to, if just because you don't see it in your inner circle doesn't mean that there's not people that you can't get around that are doing it. Right, right. It goes back to the community and the environment. Right. Like, the only way I can be a great basketball player is being around people who are greater basketball players than me. Right. If I wanted to be a great basketball player, I'm going to be sitting around Kobe all day long. And I'm going right. to be taking it in. I'm going to be around LeBron all day long. People, like, people are looking at the Lakers sideways. I'm like, okay. You do understand, like, LeBron, even if he's not playing, he's going to, if he gets hurt, he's going to elevate the Lakers to a whole other level because his wisdom of the game is going to force you to go to that next level. Yeah. You have to be around that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, people want to use the excuse about it's not in their personal family history, but, you know, oftentimes when you do have a family history, you don't necessarily have to follow that. And when I say that, meaning that if you come from a family that there's, you know, everyone's a chain smoker, or everyone drinks alcohol, right? They consume alcohol at a, at a real heavy basis. That doesn't have to be where you take your life. So just right. because it's not in your family history or it's in your family history, you are still an individual. And right. it's so important for you to put effort into changing whatever it is. So again, if you come from a line of people who uh, abuse, there's, there's a long line of abuse, that doesn't have to be the path you have to go. Also, if you come from a normal family, again, a family who, you know, everyone's a blue-collar worker, there's nothing wrong, everyone's, you know, fabulous, they have a great family dynamic, it doesn't mean that's the path you have to go. You can be that entrepreneur, you can be that creator, you can be that person who inspires other people. So in the end, regardless of the path that you see around you, regardless of what your mother your father is, or lack thereof, that doesn't have to be your path. So right. Just because you don't necessarily see it in your family, or on the other side, you do see a negativity in your family, that doesn't have to be where you take your own life. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so we are wrapping this thing up. We got a couple more left. So number 17, I am too busy. An excuse that people use, I am too busy. <laughs> Listen, that is an excuse. Uh, that, that's a, honestly, I would probably say that's one of the... Uh, a, a good excuse. I would use that excuse to be. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm too busy. But it's not that you're too busy. It's you're not strategic throughout your day. Right. The the reality is, is it's not a priority to you. You're not too busy. It's just not a priority. It's not a priority. It, it, you make everything else a priority, and you you would have to say to yourself, "Am I? Do I really not have enough time? Do I it, really? Not mm -hmm. when you have people like." Beyonce and Jay-Z and all these other people who are 100% busier than the normal, normal human being. And they're making time to fly to these different states and countries and to do these uh, philanthropist things. Don't tell me you can't sit out two to three hours of your day to put into your dream. Mm -hmm. You can't give me that excuse. There's no way that that excuse is going to work. Mm -hmm. That excuse that can't can't even exist for the simple fact that for you to say no, I don't have it in me. No, it goes back to number one, you're being lazy, and number two, you're not strategic at the beginning of your day. Because mm -hmm. if you marched out every hour of your day, you would see how much time you're wasting. Yes. What are you? And you're really you're, you're really wasting your time instead of investing in your time. Mm -hmm. Invest in your dream. This is an investment. Investment doesn't always have to be financial. Investment, a good majority of the time, is time. Yes. Like being strategic in your time of where you're at and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. And most people don't want to do that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm working on a talk right now, and, and I talk about uh, the choices that we have. And so you have the ability to choose. Do you stay in bed all day or do you actually go into work? You choose. Yeah. Sit down and um, stay at a dead end job or do you actually get up, 
and try to achieve all your goals and your dreams. You choose, right? It all comes down to what you choose. And when you choose to sit down and watch, uh, you know, you, you binge watch TV all day, you Netflix and chill, there's somebody out there who's grinding. There's somebody yeah. out there who's, who's you know, just, just doing what they got to do. Uh, I, I don't remember who it is, but there's a speaker. Um, I, I don't want to say the name because I, 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 I might be wrong here, but there's a speaker out there. I remember hearing him speak and he was like, you know, growing up, I remember hearing that Cosby show was an amazing show. And, you know, I caught like one episode growing up. But, you know, I was too busy kind of working on my craft. And I was thinking, man, I remember watching every, every episode of Cosby <laughs> Show, right? Every single episode. Like, if a rerun comes on today, I can finish pretty much what the show's going to be about. I know what it's about because I watched every single episode. Absolutely. <laughs> now, I was a kid back then, right? So it is what it is. But when I, when I look back on it, I think to myself, you know, how could that, how, how did that benefit me? versus the, the speaker who was talking and he didn't use his time to watch all that TV. He used it to push along his dreams and his goals. And I imagine that he would be further off. Now, again, we all come to the conclusion in our lives at one point or another. So I'm at the point now where I do watch less TV. I spend more time on working on my goals and, and, and trying to motivate people and, and such. But again, there's a lot of people who are my age who did watch Cosby Show back then who are now Netflix and chilling. You know what I'm yeah. saying? To spend their yeah. time binge watching when, again, I, you know, everyone can live their life how they choose and how they please. However, I would rather know that with every being in fiber in my body, I use it to pursue everything that I can while I'm still here, as opposed to helping to make someone else rich by watching every TV show that they've created. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And I, I just think for a lot of us, like, we're just not wise with our time, man. And, and it also comes down to like the training too. Like sometimes we don't know, we just don't know. We're just, we're ignorant and, and, and unprivileged to what can help us mm -hmm. because if everybody's doing it, it's like, well, everybody's watching, you know, scandal or everybody's watching, you know, power at this time. So we see a thousand and one people doing one thing. We're just like, well, what's wrong with me watching it? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. If you want to just stay there, yeah. But if for that's why there's a difference between everybody else and the one percent. Yes. The one percent isn't doing what everybody else is doing. That's why they're a one percent. Yes. Because yeah. their habits are different. They know if I need to separate myself from from the norm, that's the only way I'm going to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. And that includes my time that includes my effort that includes me saying you know what no more to this mm -hmm. and a lot of times we just we're, we're too afraid to sacrifice that time because oh i'm not gonna have enough time with my family you'll probably have more time with in your fam with your family on the back end if you just worry about it on the front end right now right absolutely absolutely yeah yeah that makes so much more sense my man jeff we are down to the last one Last one. Let's get this be gone. The last excuse we have is I am scared. I'm too scared to pursue whatever it is I want to pursue. And all really I have to say about that is fear or feel the fear, but do it anyway. Feel the fear, but do it anyway. Goes back to what we were talking about with Will Smith. Fear he said, when I see fear or when I feel like I'm afraid. I feel like I have to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. um, there's another one that Will Smith talked about when he skydived, and he said the whole process of his fear, nothing had even happened yet. He was like, I wasn't even on an airplane. He said, but I was so convinced that my fear was like, well, I, I, maybe if I don't show up, they're not going to care. Maybe he was making up all these issues. He said, but on the other side of fear is unadulterated bliss. Mm. If we can get past the fear, we can see what's so much greater on the other side of fear. Yes. And the only way to conquer fear is to push through. You have to push through. If you don't push through, you're always going to operate in fear, and you'll never know who you were created to be. One of the biggest things that I, I remember being a kid and being afraid of roller coasters. And 
my dad, he was like, you're not going to be afraid of roller coasters. I was like, dad, you know what? There's just some things that I think I'm okay with in life. Like, <laughs> and I believe roller coasters may be one of those things that I'm okay with not doing ever. Up. And I think I was about 12 years old. Yeah, it was because it was my 12th birthday, actually. He said, nah. And when I say broke me in, it was like, I'm going to throw you in the deep end. <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, we only going to do a couple of little dips and it'll be over in like two seconds. I'm saying it was a dip, a loop, a turn, a twist. I said, bro, what are you doing to my life right now? <laughs> but he threw me in because right. he said, we're going to do this together. Two, he said, I need you to see how amazing this is. Mm. And I truly, truly believe one of the biggest things that is going to help anybody in every excuse of your life, and it go, I've said it before and I said it, I've already said it three times, is the community that you keep in your space like yeah. we have to understand that in the multitude of counsel there's safety yes you will be safe if you get around the right community you have to have the right counsel in your circle not just people who are just your rah-rah cheerleaders you need those but you also need people who are going to pull you back and say okay hold on i feel you but not right now mm. not right now like, you need to get refocused and get this done first. Like, I remember hearing Eric Thomas talk about um, he was dropping these mixtapes. And yeah. as he was dropping mixtapes, um, he kept saying, I'm going to get the PhD. I'm going to get the PhD. I'm about to get the PhD. And CJ said, I'm not dropping another mixtape until you get this PhD. And the reality was he said, I need to challenge you as your best friend and say, you need to hit this milestone. Stop talking. Get it done. Right. But yeah. he probably would have never got it done if he didn't have somebody challenge him. Why? Because he was afraid because nobody even graduated high school, let alone a PhD. Right. That was a fear. Mm. But he had somebody who challenged him. Who do you have in your corner who was going to challenge you to get past that fear that says, I believe in you and your potential? Mm -hmm. You need to have somebody who believes in your potential. Who is in your community? Mm. Are they your rah-rah cheerleaders? Are they the people who are going to correct you? Are they the people who are going to stand by beside you even when you fall? I would much rather have people beside me when I fall knowing that I, fa I fail doing the best of my ability. Right. Yeah. Because I know that they'll be like, all right, bro, it's cool. You're down? Okay, cry a little bit. You done crying? Dust your knees off. Stand up and let's keep pushing. Do it again. Yeah. It's okay to fail. It's okay. That's a, Every successful person in the world will tell you they have lost things. They've lost friends. They've lost family members. But they couldn't. They didn't. You don't have time to be afraid. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have fear. But you don't have time to dwell in the fear. Like it's, like, it's that stop sign that you see. And you're like, okay, ain't nobody here. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I, I'm trying to get to my destination. Right. <laughs> Let's get through this. Right. Get through the fear. Blow past it. And I promise you, the day that you can blow past fear is a day that you will see victory in your life, is a day that you'll see all the things that you were promised, all the big dreams and goals and aspirations, you will see flourish once you push past your fear. Woo. Jeff, you just dropped that nugget. We didn't get there yet. You just dropped that <laughs> nugget, the last nugget of, the P of, of, of this episode. Before we end, I want to say thank you so much, man, for joining me and co-hosting these last couple of episodes. It's been fabulous. And, uh, you know, just being having the opportunity to speak to you and learn from you has been phenomenal, man. So I just want to thank you for that. I'm grateful for you and for everything that you stand for and what you're doing. Well, I just, I just appreciate Well, I just appreciate just the friendship and us building this relationship outside of the podcast, outside of social media, like you have become one of my brothers, my accountability. Like I shoot you text with like, bro, what you think about this? Like <laughs> how you feel about that? And just just to know the power of social media can, you know, even though you're far away, it feels like you're so close still. And I'm just grateful that you brought me on this podcast again, man, and being in the part of the family and being excited for what what is going on in your life and what God is doing in your life. And like, this is just the start of something phenomenal. 
and what is about to be created and, and just blissful in your life. I'm super pumped and excited for just you as my brother, man. I just encourage you to just continue to push through, man, and to continue to be great. Oh, man, I, I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. So everyone listening, man, you, you got to uh, tune in. You'll catch Jeff and I on stage in 2020, 2021. Come on. When is, Come on. When Come on. Where. Like, <laughs> man, we're going to be sharing the stage somewhere, man. So just look out, watch this space three years from now. We'll get something popping, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, let everybody know where they can find you. You can find me on every social media outlet, Jeff Smith Speaks. You can find me anywhere. Just holler at me, DM me, whatever questions you have. I am not afraid to answer the questions. And if I don't have the answer, trust me, I will tell you, I don't know. And I'm okay with that. But we will always direct you to the person or somebody that can give you the right answer. Listen up, good people. We're talking about excuses. We have to be done and finished with excuses. Listen, life gets difficult. I know it does. I'm living it, and I have gone through some circumstances through my life as well that have been tough, but I'm telling you, we have to step through our excuses. Once we step through our excuses, there is so much life waiting for us on the other end. You have to understand and realize how valuable your life is. When you recognize how valuable your life is, you'll realize that every single day that you make excuses for yourself, you are wasting time. Every single moment, minute, hour that you let pass by where you are making excuses is another day that will take you closer to the end of your life. I would rather know that while I'm living right now, that with every fiber in my being, that I am making the best of my life and I'm stepping through excuses. So when it comes to the end, I know that I've done everything I could to live the best life that I can live. So I encourage all of you to let go of your excuses and start living the life you were intended to live. I would tell you this. If you really want to do it, do it. Stop making excuses. See, one like people look at Nike. Nike wasn't even the number one 20 years ago. It was technically Reebok. Reebok was number one. But what if Nike decided to say to themselves, we can't do it. We'll just stay on the lower end of the total pole. What they said was, just do it. Just do just just go for it. What happens if you just go for it? Stop saying, well, if this happens, I will fail. How about what if you do do it and you succeed? Stop making what ifs or what if happens. We create these thoughts in our mind that don't even exist half the time. You're creating excuses that don't even exist sometimes. Mm. We've created scenarios in our mind that will probably never happen. Let them know. We need to come to a place where we say, I'm, I'm born to thrive, I'm born to be successful, and don't stop thinking of success as money. Success does not equal money. People have millions and millions of dollars and are depressed and have anxiety. Success is operating in principle and purpose. What is your principle and what is your purpose? And to close it out, I would say this. One of my favorite sayings is, at the ending of every principle is a promise. At the ending of every feeling is nothing. Excuses come from feelings. Principles are attached to promises. Start following the principles of your life. Create core values so nobody else puts their core values on you. Principle, promise, feelings, nothing. Mm. My man's about to preach. About to preach. <laughs> All right, good people. I will see you at the top of the next episode. Peace. You. Yeah.